Well, I'm back. And just in the right enough time because we are all back. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, we're not all of us, but we're back on the episode. Welcome to episode 61, guys. It is our year in review. Year in review! Year in review! Cassie is going to be painting today while I'm going to be painting, and John is going to make sure we follow all the rules and keep everything going. Um, there's so, rules? Yeah. So I need, I'm going to actually, since there's three of us, I'm going to take and change my camera real quick instead of going to the paint cam so we can just watch all three and we can do everything else. So I need to add a new source. Give me a second. Let's add... Works for me. Source going to so i i drove to the uh totally Ready? not gaming related but i drove to the grocery store the other day successfully <laughs> i was so happy i made it because rush hour in chicago is about like driving in maryland and uh it did mean the grocery store is like three miles away, but it took me like a half an hour to get there. I could have walked faster. I should have just rode a bike. Uh, but anyways, I decided normally we walk to the one down the street from us, but the Jewel had things on sale. So I drove my car over there to get said things. And oh my God, the traffic. And Jim was like, avoid Archer Avenue and take 63rd Street. And so I go down 63rd Street to where the airport is, you know, Midway Airport. And, like, you don't because you're not from here. But anyways. Ding, um, ding, ding. <laughs> so I go to turn left there. There's not an arrow on the light. It's just, it's red, yellow, green. There's no arrow for, like, when it starts up again. So That's horrible. all the airport rush hour traffic has to go past you before you get it. So basically, two people can fit into the middle of the intersection, hoping to turn left after the light turns red again. And that's the only way you can make a left turn there. I'm like, God, yeah. So, yeah. And then uh -huh. there was a train. Gonzo, can you uh, check uh, Twitch real quick? Yeah, Twitch is having some issues right now. We're just getting a message from Twitch saying that uh, they're having issues. Oh. Um, yeah. We've got a black screen. If you can hear us, guys, say something. Oh, type something, technically. Type something. Yeah, because it's saying uh, there's an error code on Twitch right now. Yeah. So we're recording still, so if you're missing the first part, it's okay. Uh, can not see us. And, of course, Miles says he can't hear us. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if there's a thing going on with Twitch, maybe, yeah. Hold on, I'm going to... Maybe no one can see us. Damn it, Twitch! Uh, Twitch is having some issues right now. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna look see if I can get it from go to someone else's. See if they're doing anything there. All right, let's go back to our home channel. Yeah. <laughs> the Twitch machine got unplugged. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, other people look like they're streaming. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's something on Twitch's end that we can't control. Well, obviously, if you're a big streamer, it doesn't affect you. If you're us. Let's see if we hit refresh again. Can everybody hear us at least? I don't think they can hear us either. 
really annoying. It yeah, is, I don't think they. Annoying. I don't think they could hear us. I mean, well, it says we're live, but that's funny. Uh, come on. Why you hate us, Twitch? Uh, don't know what's going on, guys. Right. So they said, "Post when we think of it." Uh, we'll do. But they still can't hear us. Nope, can't hear us. That's so weird. All right. Uh, so what we're gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna go shut it down and bring it right back up. So tap to then real quick, John, while I shut this down. Place it's having problems. It's a theory. Well, supposedly we're live right now. So. An F5 button. What does it do? I see something. I see me. Hooray. Uh, yay, we're back, guys. Wow, that was such a really weird thing. It was Welcome weird. Welcome to thing. episode 60 fuck Twitch. 61 60 B. fuck Twitch. <laughs> yay. Hey. Sorry about that, guys. Something's wrong with Twitch, and it just did not like us for a minute. So we had to restart again. So Legionnaire, no big deal. Thanks for sticking out, sticking it out with us. Yay! So we're back. Something happened with Twitch, and it decided to say "screw y'all." <laughs> totally weird and out of character. Yep. Happened to Pagani and Dallas on Wednesday. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. There's. Um. I bet you Twitch is doing some updates. Hey guys, we while well, we got it right here, and it is the beginning of the episode. Before we get super crazy, um, we um. <clears throat> Are thinking about doing some stuff on Facebook Live. As you know, I stream on Facebook Live. And since John has now got his desk, we're going to try to ask him to do some stuff on Facebook Live. And y'all let us know what you think of either one of them. Um, because we do this for y'all, not for us. Um, and so y'all let us know what you think about the Facebook Live stuff. If it looks cooler, sounds cooler, whatever. Yeah, if it works at all for you guys. Let us know. I was hoping to uh, to get going with Facebook Live stuff at some point too. Yeah, and so we were trying to figure out what's going to be going on with it. Uh, since we do, the thing is, is we can't stream Facebook Live and Twitch at the same time. Uh, it breaks one of their policies. Um, and Which everything. we're looking at because we can actually scale back our agreement with Twitch so that it doesn't break their policy. But yeah, for now they are still nominally giving us money. Correct. So, well, we, obviously, we prefer if everyone goes to Patreon and supports us there. It's better. It's yeah. easier. And that way, you're supporting us no matter where we stream. Yeah, that's true. But we're trying to figure out what and how and all that good stuff. So, if you like us on Facebook, if you like us streaming Facebook Live, that's cool because they're trying. They're trying to actually compete in a way with um, Twitch. But you know, I oh will. So let's go to this. We are now. On episode sixty-one A, because that's an F Twitch. <laughs> so other than that, um, today is our year in review. Uh, we will not be streaming next Sunday because of the holidays. Which, because yeah. Kathy said she's just not going to do it. She's like, no, I'm going to sit around and eat cookies and drink. I'm, rum. Well, I'm going to be in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, so that'll make it more difficult. And and we all know there's no internet in Minnesota. Uh, no, there's not. Only polar bears and snow and ice and the Vikings. Yes, pretty much. And Timberwolves. There's Timberwolves and there Timberwolves. too, right? So I hear. Do they have a hockey team? The Wild. 
there. Well, <laughs> so we would figure we would do our year in review and talk about things that happened and talk about all the cool things that happened. I mean, we hit our one year anniversary, which I think is freaking cool as Hooray! shit. Yep, um, that was middle of the year though. Yeah, but I guess it's a year in review. So, mm-hmm. um, other uh, than that, send us uh, pictures of your models for our. Uh, Dice Head Gallery, we're planning on doing shortly after the new year. Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, send them to uh, morethandicepodcast at gmail.com. Correct. It'd be nice if you put Dice Head Gallery in the uh, uh, subject line, too, to make it easier on Gonzo to find them all. But if not, eh, we'll find them. Yeah, we are doing a Dice Head Gallery uh, sometime beginning of the year so we can see everybody's thing. It would be really cool to see progression shots. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one that you actually have to uh, watch to get the full appreciation just listening to it for yeah. for those of us, those people who do only listen like on SoundCloud or uh, iTunes it's yeah. <laughs> it's a little more difficult yeah there is a, yeah that is definitely one that you need the sound for uh, but uh, hey uh, Kathy what are you drinking I am not drinking acrylic paint capillary agent good call good call uh, I- instead <laughs> I am drinking I have vanilla coke zero um and that's what i was (laughs) when i started talking earlier about my odyssey of going to the grocery store and the craziness anyways i won't do it again um it was three cases of vanilla coke zero for 10 bucks so (laughs) yeah that's a good price and my local grocery store that's two blocks away does not have vanilla coke zero at all Probably because they got standards. I mean, oh. they're small. Yeah, they are small. Sorry, I don't like Coke Zero. I can tell. <laughs> I don't even like mixing it with alcohol. So uh, that's yeah. So that's me. But uh, yeah, so I am drinking a uh, a version of what I call the Bad Day at Work, which officially is a orange Fanta from your favorite fast food place that you've drank a little bit on the way home and you get home and you just pour vodka into it and that becomes your drink. <laughs> Let's just say I had a couple of those these past two weeks. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I'm drinking orange Fanta with vodka because I don't have standards. <laughs> Gonzo, what are you drinking? I'm sure it's high class. Um, yeah, it's so high class it comes right out of the refrigerator because it's water. Water uh, still on the water, huh? Yeah, I because of the sickness, I just got to stay on the water a little oh, bit longer. Oh, that's right. So yeah. I just can't drink any alcohol yet. Stomach sure you is could. not. You just take some vodka, mix it with orange Pedialyte, and you've got the uh, <laughs> got the recipe for disaster. I, yeah, it's probably not good. No, uh, <laughs> more than dice does not uh, think that's a good idea for you to try that drink. Do not. That's Do not. Joke. Oh, that sounds hideous. It's a way to keep yourself hydrated while you're drinking. I mean, I guess. <laughs> don't do it. Please don't. At least spring for the full orange juice, for fuck's sake, if you're going to do that. If you're going to make a screwdriver, at least spring for the orange juice. Oh. So, I am on water today. John, what are you on besides that? Are you just going to be drinking that all Fanta and... Can you see the size of my cup compared to the size of my head? Yep. Yeah. That'll be done in, like, ten okay. minutes. Okay. No, if it is, we're going to have to hold it up, so let me tell you. Because these things are a little bit aggressive. So, Just a little. So, guys, for the year review, we want to thank you exactly for being here. 
And like I said, we don't do this, you know, we don't make money off of this. We don't do all this cool little stuff because we're rich. We do it because y'all. So this year is for y'all. Cheers. Cheers. And to fit it oh, water. under my, my camera I and my not belching you here. <laughs> trying not to not knock my paint over. Oh, Banyan, don't drink that much. Drink That's it the all. solution. Don't drink that much. Pace yourself. It's, yeah. a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon, sir. <clears throat> so, uh, we decided to do our year review because, of course, we're going to be gone uh, next week. And then that'll mean the new year is up. Um, and we'll be back. I think it's like the 6th. I think it's what it is. Oh, we're skipping two weeks. Is it two weeks? I thought it was. I think we did that last year too, didn't we? Yeah, because the first is a uh, Tuesday. Um, no, the six is the six is right on it. Uh, we have a thirtieth. Sorry, totally forgot about it. Duh. Um. So yeah, we won't be on next week. Maybe the week after. <laughs> yeah, I'm we sure should be that's on. Okay. So we'll be doing that. Um. So we decided to do our year in view now in case something happens, in case everybody decides to just kind of crash and go to sleep. Um, and so we wanted to talk about what were cool, what was, what were the good, bad, lows, highs, all that stuff for 2018. And hobby, generally speaking. Do what? I said hobby related, generally hobby speaking. Hobby related, yeah. Yeah. Um, and mine... Besides the podcast doing really cool and really awesome, because I think that it's just like super, super awesome for me. Um, one of my really big highs this year was getting into the Invitational. Um, about two years ago, whenever I was talking uh, with my friend Kim, that she was like, why don't you try to go for it? And I was like, ah, I'll try. And so my first year after that, it was kind of a, a downer and I didn't, I didn't do it. Um... Life changes things, so I didn't try it. And so this year I tried, and actually tried hard, and went as hard as I could to try to get in. And I didn't care if I went past the first round. My goal was to just get into the Invitational once. And I did. And I was super happy about that. It was like one of my cool highs of the year. So Well, hobby. setting a hobby goal and making it is, is always good. Yeah. Uh, and also only playing one faction all year, too. That was another one I decided I would try to do, and I did because I played Grimkin all year. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You saw Grimkin all the time. Yeah, I played Grimkin the entire year, didn't jump off of it, stayed on it, and that was uh, that was another big hobby working goal of mine. It's actually somewhat related to you getting into the Invitational because it gets you that good uh, understanding of the faction. Good sure. playthrough, yeah. Good, good, good working time. Um, no ADD <laughs> on me at all. <laughs> so, I mean, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. Um, it was neat to travel to a bunch, a bunch of different places. It mm -hmm. was neat to um, meet a lot of cool people, um, see a bunch of cool different um, stores and events. Um, and of course, then come down for War Machine Weekend 15 and play an Invitational. Uh, and then start up a brand new cool thing coming up with War Machine Weekend next year. So, 
I'm all I was that's like my really big high this year. Hobby related, game related, whatever you want to say. So well, Kathy, what was yours? Haha. <laughs> I didn't actually have a much prepared here for <laughs> for that. I wasn't quite sure uh what we were talking about. Um, so I apologize. Um <laughs> Well, I got a crap ton of stuff painted. The Geller Pocks have been very fun. That's been a high point because I haven't painted GW stuff in a long time. So it's been really fun. And so thank you, John, for sending me those Geller Pocks. I've been having a lot of fun with them. Awesome. And I'm hoping I get to uh, uh, actually play a game with them in uh, 2019. Oh, shit. You know? An actual game. I'll bring them to Adepticon just in case. And... Maybe they'll even be done by then. Uh, yeah. Um, at at uh, Gen Con, we, I discovered uh, the Warhammer card game, Age of Sigmar Champions. Mm -hmm. And so I've been playing that. I've actually met a lot of, I mean, if you can say met, I quote unquote met on the Discord server, like this community of people that are for the most part really fun people they're friendly they're interested in promoting the game they're interested in sharing ideas you know with strategies and stuff and that's like not being a card game person at all i you know i didn't know that people were like that with card games so it's kind of been a, a new thing for me um yeah i don't really have much else i didn't didn't prepare for that at all. Fair I'm just painting Ross. Oh, well, Ooh. my year in view, of course, uh, centers around getting through an entire year of Hobby Streak, which was my goal. And yeah. It's uh, one of the few times I've reached a hobby goal in the past couple of years, so that's very important for me because... Uh, I mean, I keep setting goals and not making it. You gotta, I'm just glad to make one. And it wasn't an easy one either, so. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's it's been a heck of a weird year, uh, gaming-wise. I mean, saw me get into a couple different new games, uh, functionally get out of one, though not entirely. It's, uh, it's been weird. What What was the one that you functionally got out of? War Machine. I played one game this year. Really? Yeah. I mean, the locals aren't really playing it. Uh, I mean, we fill up a tournament, but there's no one playing it casually. So, I mean, what am I going to do? I just generally I'm not interested in spending the entire day playing this game right now. So, I don't play. And the guys, uh, the local guys, the other crew... Um, who want to play things very casually, aren't interested in getting into it to the level they would need to to actually play. So I'm pretty much stuck. Yeah. But you've got all these other great games that you've been working on. Yeah, well, I've like seen Gru plays Infinity a heck out of... Uh, Malifaux. Yep. I mean, uh, played some Age of Sigmar. Uh, we did some Malifaux at the beginning of the year, but that sort of uh, stopped with my job change, and uh, having to go down to Annapolis makes it a little more difficult. I mean, it doesn't sound too bad, but it's uh, it can be an hour drive. 
And an hour drive after a long day at work is not bueno. Um, and honestly, everyone's taking a break. Even the uh, local uh, henchman is now... I mean, he's streaming. We, we, we host him sometimes. Huh. That would be uh, Will from What Will I Play. He's, uh, he's our oh, local yeah. henchman, and he's... Everyone's sort of taking a break right now, which happens when you announce an edition. But did some good gaming there. Age of Sigmar, 40K, a lot of 40K. Uh, Star Wars Legion, Shadespire. There's a lot of good stuff out there now. And, uh, I mean, part of the year in view is good to see so many games hitting and doing a good job. You know, because Legion, I mean, did Legion technically come out this year, last year? It came out this year. It was released in like uh, February. It was released really at Adepticon is when it came out. Yeah, yeah. So I thought. So I mean, that's pretty good for here. Did a good game came out. I mean, little unfortunate. I think we're starting to see uh, on the downside the uh, the fall of Kickstarter. Yeah, with a couple things failing and not delivering. A relatively medium sized company failing pretty categorically. Oh, yeah. And then a large company filling categorically. Uh, which large company? Well, it wasn't, I don't know that it was large. It was very well known. Okay. Mm-hmm. Robotech Tactics. Oh, yeah. Fleeting Books is not really. Well, okay. Big large. big name. How about that? They're more yeah. of that obstinate guy who keeps producing stuff, even though their heyday has well passed them by. Yeah. I can't go on a rant on that because uh, Fleeting Books is. They have not been on the cutting edge of role-playing games in probably about 20-plus years. Um, They keep the same system, just updating it minor bit, which, you know, I guess that's what people want. That's what they want. And they put out a lot of source books and a lot of good quality source books, good background information, but the game isn't there to support it. But, I mean, as I said, role-players can have fun with all sorts of games, so who cares, you know? Mm -hmm. They're having fun. It's all good. But yeah, they, 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 them and Ninja Division failed on uh, Robert to Kickstarter. Though part of it is also because they lost the license. Uh, without that, they might have actually been able to actually eventually fill that. But we're seeing the fall of that. Um, another company, uh, the guys who do uh, Portable Warfare Miniature Cases, um, which I have several of, they had a Kickstarter I didn't even hear about, and they had to cancel it before, it, before the end because it just didn't work. But I think we're starting to see... The end. We're starting to see the 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 end of Kickstarter as a viable function for everyone. Yeah. You're going to actually have to to bring it now with Kickstarter, which is good because it shouldn't be. Hopefully, uh, with I mean, Cool Mini or Not's in in terrible shape. I don't know if we reported on this at all or talked about it, but wow. uh, I haven't heard about this. Um, where is it? I got stats somewhere. Um, they've lost a shit ton of money. Where is it? Uh, Kulminger stock, uh, reported losses of 4.1 million in the nine months from January 1 to September 2018. Wow. That's a lot of money to, for a company to lose, and they can't afford to lose money like that. But to be fair, Kulminger or not is one of those few companies that's using Kickstarter as a pre-order system and cutting... I don't say they're cutting the the friendly game stores out of the loop because they're not really. That's not, re- but they're hurting local game stores, and when so local game stores aren't pushing their stuff, so I mean it's it's they're finally reaping the results of that. Yeah. Plus, they have a very shiny quarter sort of look on things, you know. As Gonzo knows, you played uh, Wrath of Kings. Yes. And so that they just, army too. Yeah, they just nope, no more. They stopped it. I mean, Dust had the rise and fall of the Dust almost, or not Dust, uh, Dark Age, almost this year. 
And then we almost had that both rise and fall just this year. Huh. Did they did they finally cancel Wrath of Kings? Uh, I haven't heard they canceled it, but they haven't put anything out for a while. No. Local stores aren't carrying it. It is what it is. That kind of is interesting because that kind of affects Adepticon, too. Mm-hmm. Because don't they provide all the price support for Crystal Brush? They do. Yeah. But we'll hear about that when we hear about that. But that's sort of the down. We'll see some down, but we all see some up. There's a lot of good games out there, a lot of inventive games out there. Uh, a lot of stuff we're waiting to see how it goes. I mean, even the ones that fail are still, you know, they're still trying. They're not, I mean, I think Palladium is the only one who said, we can't do this, we're out. Most of the rest are still trying to fill something. So, I mean, fair dinkum for that, for trying to, to fill it. But but that's sort of the industry thing, you know. I mean, we've seen over the past couple of years the, the, the reemergence of GW, the sort of fall of, uh, is that fair? Yeah, the fall of Privateer Press. I mean, they've I gone down. I say it's a fall. I think I mean, Manta Games has kind of fallen by the wayside with a lot of, you it? know, with their... Uh, Mantic? Mantic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But I think that's really all related. GW rose back up, so uh-huh. everyone People who went had back. benefited from it, from them being, I mean, from them doing things wrong. Yeah. You know, aren't oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was I would call it a fall because Parvatress was a big company. I can't really call them a big company anymore. They're they're one of the medium sized guys now, which is not bad. I don't want to say it's bad. Stumble. That's a good way to hear the stumble of Privateer Press. Sure. That's a nicer way of putting it. Yeah, because GW really really stepped up their game this year. They they're doing every. I mean, not everything right, but they're doing so many things right. Yeah. And and it just makes everyone else look so bad when you're not. You're like, look, GW is there. And, and some companies are following the old GW playbook, which is a problem. Huh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Congo. Mantic did just release a skirmish game, but there's no buzz. I have a copy. I didn't even hear about it. I have a copy. I mean, not that I have my finger on the pulse, but I didn't hear anything about that. Well, they were selling half-price rule books, and I cannot argue with a half-price rule book. Plus, we saw some of those models. I sent you links to them. They were really cool. So that's another good thing I was looking at is, uh, oh, yeah, Spartan Games. They, yeah, they went under uh, but uh, didn't uh, Tabletop Combat pick them up, pick up their stuff? Somebody picked them up, but we haven't heard anything since they picked them up. So we don't even know if it's, you know, going anywhere. Yep, yep. So it's a, it's an interesting time. Um, interesting time in the games for us, uh, for a year in review is, you know, it's the rise and fall of games. It seems more like the, uh, the 90s nowadays, with GW being the undisputed king. And a lot of guys getting... Uh, you know, bringing up some games, some good games, and uh, mostly vying for third place. I'd say second place, but let's be honest, FFG, I mean... Still second place. I mean, Star Wars. Yeah. If you've got the license for Star Wars and you're making miniature games for Star Wars, you're second place. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> so, but that's well, interesting, and they're doing stuff right. They, uh, I mean, they're not really saying anything about Armada, but it's not gone. They're just putting out a Super Star Destroyer coming up out soon. So that's still there. Um, they've got Legion releases coming. Uh, they just released the Royal Guard and the Emperor. Yep, picked them up. Uh, Chewie and the Wookiees are coming out soon. Nice. Sounds like a good band, Chewie and the Wookiees. Chewie and the Wookiees. It's like Chewie <laughs> and the Pussycats. Death Metal. Definitely Death Metal. Definitely Death Metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of other cool stuff they've announced on there. they got uh, Death Troopers and Rebel, what they call Pathfinders and Jin and uh, Krennic. Two new factions. One stuff coming out. And, I mean, we saw them announce 
for multiple games, uh, Clone Wars stuff yep. for Wars. X-Wing and Legion. Uh, not for Armada, which is not really surprising because that probably takes a lot more work to make that uh, come together. And yeah, who knows what they're thinking about. I don't have... Well, well, if I did know, I wouldn't be allowed to say if I knew anything about that. Well, we do know that they are bringing out two new factions for Legion. Uh, for Legion, yes. For yeah. Legion. Uh, but for Armada is the one. I'm not sure if they're working on that or not. Yeah. But yeah, Legion's go well. I mean, X-Wing just had their second edition and the Power Gamers are all crying, so it has to be okay. Yeah. Uh, sort of interesting. They're following the... They still have print cards and stuff, so you can to do it for casual play and uh, stuff. Uh, but they also have an app if you want to go full-on points. Uh, Legionnaires new factions are clones and uh, and Republic. Sorry, droids and Republic. Droids. Yeah. So technically, the Confederation of Independent States and the and the Republic. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. But that's probably Darth Maul. Uh, great. The second most overrated character in all. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't really do scum for Legion because scum shouldn't really be able to compete with the real factions for Legion. Because at the end of the day, they are just scum. But that would be interesting. They're just a bunch of disparate. They're not going to fight a war. They're, they're not gonna, like a group. They're going to no. cut and run. There's no profit in war. Maybe On they're the other mercenaries. Hand, if yeah. you're hiring yourself out, yeah, like mercenaries to the highest, you know, bidder. Maybe they you could hire. You know, they could do a mercenary type force, which couldn't play independently, but could work for either faction. Um, yeah, they could do more. More That's interesting for the future. That might be uh, a hut and armor. <laughs> hut and armor? <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. I think it's just a matter of finding the right cannon stuff to make them a faction. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, clones and clones and droids should be good enough. Um, I mean, who doesn't want to see droid decas and, uh, and stuff and, you Gungans. know, Obi-Wan and all those guys, all those Clone Wars guys everyone loves? Gungans well, what's interesting is if you get to see Anakin Skywalker, so you can have Anakin Skywalker fight Darth Vader, because that doesn't blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're in a crazy good place. They have so much good stuff. Um, and I mean, even I mean, crap. Uh, even Private Press Monster Apocalypse came out. And it's getting good reviews. Yep. Um, they're announcing new stuff. I mean, FFG also did what Key Forge, which is not really in our normal purview of miniature games, but. People seem to uh, really enjoy that. Like I said, it's a license to print money. And uh, they're doing a good job with that. So there's a lot of good stuff out there. It's uh, it's very well, interesting. How many or not did uh, did just come out with the... Not didn't just, but they had a Kickstarter and they've released other stuff for the Song of Ice and Fire game, which may get them back on the right track. It seems like it's an interesting game. I've heard good things from my buddy Petey. Uh, I have, as I say, I don't have a horse in that race because I don't give a flying. We have a bunch of horses in that race actually right now, so I don't don't know if I'll actually get to play some games of it or not, though. Uh, I would much rather see a much more, oh, this is going to sound harsh, but don't take it harshly, a much more classic uh, books brought to something like that, something like Dragonland, something full-on fantasy. I know FFG tried with uh, Rune Wars, Rune Wars? Yeah, Rune Wars. Rune Wars, but um, it's going, but it doesn't seem like it's going very well everywhere. So no. it's sort yeah, of, uh, no. it's kind of hit a niche. Um, it, it was a weird thing. You know, I don't think it was what necessarily people wanted. It was a little too weird. I don't, I mean, it's hard to tell now is what people want. Do they want a skirmish game? 
Do they want, uh, as we call, as Kathy called, a battle game, or do they want an actual full-on army game? Um, I feel like the battle game's where it's at, but, you know, GW, they're going to push army games because that's their shit. But, I mean, they put out Kill Team, the second Shadespire expansion with magic in it, Um, Blackstone Fortress, which, Mm -hmm. Super Lord of the Rings... Yeah, the Rings game. Oh, yeah, the Middle Earth game. I could be convinced to play that, but none of my locals want to, so we're going to stick right now. uh, Well, I'm running uh, Age of Sigmar slow grow, so it's unlikely we'll get a lot of push with that because um, something else to bring up is I I, I noticed a lot of stores, and not every store, but a lot of stores, rather than pushing games themselves, they're just throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks, and hoping the community pushes it. Yeah. Uh, Our local store does that now. He's like, there's way too many games. There's too much. I can't push everything. So if you want something played, you bring it up, and then we'll support you. That's kind of what it seems like, yeah, because there's a lot of people in the uh, in the uh, Champions community that are saying, you know, there's there's not any organized play stuff going on for this. Right. It seems like gamers are only doing organized play stuff for, you know, Magic, the old staple. Yeah, well, and uh, but like you said, you know, they're expecting people to say, if you can get a community to come here, then we will, we will bring you the uh, the game. But you have to basically grow your own community before the game store is going to really, which is kind of difficult. But it is, it is sort of the opposite. In some stores, uh, my local store included, aren't doing enough when there are people playing a game. They're like, uh, example, I'm running a slow grow for Age of Sigmar. They fully support it, but they're still going to take part of the entry fees and not give me anything for it, um, to which I nominally think that is guaranteed table space. I will converse with the gentleman in charge of such, who's an old GW guy and an old buddy of mine, uh, to make sure, because if not, then that shit's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Because, I mean, but, you know, that's the thing. I, I, I did a whole uh, minis and movies on it is, you know, if... If there's no one there running a game, you want to go big. You're going to have to run the game. You're going to have to stand up and be the standard for that game, the champion. Yeah. Uh, and it's a pain in the ass because we have lives nowadays. It's not like the old days when we were all young kids, um, you know, able to spend all our time doing that. Had uh, much easier jobs where you just come in, do your job, and leave. Not a lot of everything else. Nowadays, we're mm-hmm. adults with adult stuff, and it's harder. So, but you got to do what you can. If you want the game to succeed, you might have to put some time into it. Yeah. Some of your own time. Yep, some of your own time. Uh, it's tough. Things might have to go by the wayside. Like, honestly, I find myself with less and less time to watch movies and TV and stuff if I want to spend time doing games. And that's another thing uh, for the year, if you will, the rise of so much awesome media you cannot keep up. Seems this year in particular, there's just so many things going on. Like, Netflix brought their A-game, like, here's more stuff, and more stuff, and more stuff. It's, it's crazy. Oh, there's a new thing uh, on Netflix I want to see. It's a Netflix original movie called Mowgli, which is based on not not the Disney Jungle Book, but the uh, Rudyard the jungle, book? jungle Book, and that looks like it'd be fun. There's I a lot of interesting the... actors they have for voice actors. I will have a review for you today, Kathy. Oh, cool. I was actually going to watch that yesterday, only we were trapped at the hair salon. Trapped at the hair salon. Yeah, we were held hostage, my friend Jen and I, at the hair salon. <laughs> that I sounds like an episode of uh, 
Mediocre Trouble in the Big Easy. Trapped in the hair salon. It <laughs> <laughs> totally could be a <laughs> an adventure. For us, it was kind of boring, though. Yeah. But yeah, um, so uh, Crimson asks, if there, will there ever be another successful army scale game not from GW? Probably not. Another different one that's not one of the uh, the two main ones or Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah no. probably not. I mean, it's hard to get people to want to play that many models. It's hard for people to pay for that many models. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're doing like some really good trades, it's really hard to pay for mm-hmm. large-scale games anymore. It's really hard. Because also, it's more than that. People are more forgiving the less models it is. Yes. If the game has some errors, some flaws, look at like a Batman. It's a very gimmicky game. But you only need a handful of models, so people are a lot more lenient. We're like, yeah, sure, it's gimmicky, but cool, it's this fun thing. You know, I've got like five models, I'm done. You know, like, oh, that sounds fine. Yeah. But then as you get higher number of models, the, you've got to get tighter with the rules. And that's where it starts to become a little bit of a problem. So maybe not. But uh, we'll have to see. That's be for next year to see if anyone even tries. I mean, there's just... There's been so many comings and goings of games that it's it's weird to stick with what you you, you want to play what you bought mm-hmm. um, like I think the Batman game is plenty cool and plenty fun but nobody plays it and that's oh. I think that to me is the real kicker of everything that's when you've got to get your force painted yourself and get out there on the table with the one buddy who will play with you, and you got to play it and show people what's there, and it's a thing. Correct. Um, it's good. It's old days. The old day, the old Outrider days. For those of you grognars out there with me, when you go to local conventions, however small, local stores, and you just demo whatever the hell game it is that you're demoing. Uh, I mean, I've helped Outriders in the past. Was never actually an Outrider. Um. I was a field agent for Agents of Gaming for the uh, Babylon 5 Wars uh, Starship Combat game. Cool. Did everything I could for them. Um, The other one, unfortunately, failed. Um, I've helped demo a ton of games, and sometimes we just got to take it on ourselves because that's where we're coming to. You know, I like to blame the stores for not pushing anything, and to be fair, they should see a game that they want to see succeed, and they should be willing to try and get something in there. If an employee's got an interest in it, that's a good place to start. You can push and try and get people into the game. Um, have your employee run something. Maybe you run light on staff for a little bit. I don't know. A lot of game stores don't have a lot of staff, but you got to do something. Um, or maybe you just communicate with your local community group. Um, I remember back in the day uh, at Games Workshop, we had a local uh, club, and we called the Wolf Pack, and... We would sit with the manager of the local GW store and say, okay, cool, what do you need from us for support? And then we'd tell them what he can do for us to help us. And we've had that a couple times, and maybe we need to go back to the... Maybe we need to adopt the UK model. Maybe it's time for the gaming club to come back. Even if there's a bunch of you guys just playing together and, and having a common goal, that gives you multiple guys to share the load. Like, all right, guys, I uh, ran this, uh, you know, Age of Sigmar slow grow... Uh, you know, you so and so, you're in charge of the tournament now. You know, get the stuff ready, get the rules ready, get that to the store owner so we can get ready to go. Uh, was the PG program in the Watsi lawsuit this year? I think it was this year. No, it, was it might last have been year. last year. Last, last year? year, yeah. Yeah, because remember we were. Oh uh, yeah, that was last. Which year. is funny because it was ended up being uh, much ado about nothing since that lawsuit did not uh, go to pan season. out the way the guys wanted it to. Yeah, 
but still. But still, PP also said they couldn't afford to keep doing that, which is understandable. They couldn't afford to. They couldn't afford to. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like that has hurt PP probably more than anything else. Yeah. Um, Crimson also it, says it feels like a ton of new paint lines have come out. Oh my um, god, I know. It is. I, mean, I was talking to Jim about this. I'm like, what is it with all these different new... Uh, New paint lines from all these different companies. It's nuts. I mean, it's cool, but yeah, there's a lot of it. Yeah, it is a lot. Um, I'm about to try out the Scale 75 stuff I got eventually. I've had it for a couple months now, but that's how I am. uh, We were testing out the Slow Fuse Gaming ones. They're Mm -hmm. uh, they're connected to uh, Creature Caster. Okay. And Jim's actually been using those. I've only used the coal black as a uh, to paint around the my bases because I paint I paint like around the uh, the bottoms of my bases black always. And so I use that on a couple models. Normally I use the Steinolres black primer um, because that's pretty matte. But this coal black from Slow Fuse I don't remember what the actual paints are, but it's Slow Fuse Gaming that makes them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oh my god, it was like a black hole, you know, eating all light. It was so mad. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean... Um, but that's my only review, because I haven't had a chance to really play with any of the other colors yet, because Jim has them all in another room where he does his videos and stuff. So... Which is, um, talking about that, I also got two new sets of primers. I went and got those uh, Sonores white and black, by the way, so I could use those. Oh, yeah. Brush. And then oh, I also have those my, those uh, fluorescents coming um, that you had told me about, the fluorescent colors. They had a pack of oh, yeah. all of them. And I was like, ooh, I'll get all those at once. And yeah, then... if you have any questions about that, just uh, you know, shoot me a message or whatever because you know, there can be a bit of a learning curve with those fluorescents. Yeah, because I also I, I tried to, I'm going to try them out because I've heard good stuff, but I've never done it and everybody talks about it. Uh, for lining, I went and it was like only seven bucks to get um, a set of the the Gundam marker pins for doing like. I haven't tried those yet. I haven't either, and it was like I I don't mind wasting. I can waste seven bucks on trying oh, out markers that let me Gundam, go online. Speaking of Gundam, Secret Weapon is uh, coming out with a new line of paint. Yeah, I saw that it's called Mecca, and that, yep, that's I've, for. Uh, they announced that early this year, I think, and they're having very. They did, and they're finally very yeah, four-color comic booky. Well, that's yeah, that's for the uh, the gunpla, gunplay, you know Gunpla-ka. the yeah, that's for uh, that's for that kind of stuff. And then they're coming out with another line of uh, more artist colors, as opposed to the you know the uh, weathering and the engine weathering uh, technical paints and stuff. These are more artist colors. So I imagine it's going to be more like what you see from golden acrylic or any of the artist paints where it's phthalo green or ultramarine blue or, you know, just normal art colors. Well, I know that someone is coming out with new color shift paints that are stateside. So there's a company called Turbo Dork. Yeah, I was about to talk about them because Gonzo brought them up. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and my friend Ned is using a ton of that on his stuff that he's been painting and posting on our our card game discord of all places because we have our own little channel where we talk about miniature painting on there 
and uh, they look really cool. I love the names. Yeah. The names are legit. I don't know how good the paint the paints are, but when you've got uh, a color called All That Glitters, I'll let you guess what actual color that is. He he's doing my friend Ned. He's doing uh, uh his Gasland Warfare's cars. Mm-hmm. His Hot Wheels painting with those, and they look really cool. He shoots them from a bunch of different angles, so you can see the different, you know, the shift of colors, and they really look neat. Yeah, because I'm planning on doing a color shift for my uh, my giant beetle for Sylvaneth, doing the characters oh, and the color yeah, shift, yeah. Like blue green or whatever. That's what I want to do with that. And since I got the airbrush, I can do that. There is one of those easy. turbo dork colors that that Ned used on his car, and it. It would be perfect for that. I'll have to see which color it is. I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of paints coming out. Um, no idea how long they'll last because, uh, let's be honest, it's that's a tough tough thing to get into. Because yeah. there are so many paints out there. It's fighting with the big you, boys. You really got to make a good product or be easier to get or be, you know, something like... I think the only reason uh, Vallejo hasn't really taken off entirely is because... Holy crap, kind of colors really intimidate somebody. So. I guess I could see that. You know, like if you uh, if you feel like you need to get an entire paint set at a time. Or just because you're like, what color do I need? I just need a green. Holy fuck ball. Oh, yeah, which green? Well, it's a warm green. And <laughs> can we narrow it down further? <laughs> yeah, that gets to be crazy. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, oof. Um, so interesting to see how they all go. Um, apparently, the Reaper HD is being discontinued, and Reaper Bones paints are new. Um, I think they're taking the HD paints and basically rebranding them something else. Like I don't think they're killing the colors. I think they're just killing the HD. That's another one I'm surprised hasn't hit more because I think it's just because retailers don't pick them up because they have a really great progression of paints. I love the HD ones. I have a few in front of me right now. This Maiden Flesh is one of these ones that uh, we will be very sad to see go because we we use the hell out of that color, like all the time. Yeah. So let's just see how that goes. Um, there's a lot of companies come and go for uh, uh, gaming accoutrement, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, you, nowadays it's with these how easy it is to get 3D printers and laser cutters and all that. There are people putting out all sorts of MDF and better than MDF terrain and stuff all over the place. Oh man, when I went to recruits this year, there was a guy. There was one guy in the main uh, vendor hall that was selling 3D printed Star Wars stuff for Legion. Um, and then there was two others on another one and they were doing 3d prints of pretty much all terrain stuff for every, for all games. Uh, and it's like, I was like, man, I need to get into this because I mean, <laughs> I could just make my own terrain and not have to worry about it. That's there, what Marshall does. There's, or, I mean, there's, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's more accessible. No, it's, it's not, it is more accessible. It's. Also, it's good because if someone designs it, you can have... I mean, if someone designed just the piece you need, like, oh, I need that piece. Yes. Like, I'm using the uh, GF9, uh, some of the Tatooine terrain. You know? The, Marshall's got some some things for more Tatooine buildings. I might have to hit him up for that, you know? 
makes it easier to get terrain for a local group. Having someone in your local group have that is great. Yeah. And there's a lot of people selling lots of great terrain online now and lots of great extra stuff. You need a, you need a paint rack or there's a guy, the same guy who sells Portable Warfare, doing uh, like painting stations like the old GW one, just, you know, made from really good material. Um, and it's good to see. We'll be uh, seeing a lot of that stuff in the new year, too, as, they, as the technology gets easier to use and they're more familiar with it. Yep. De- more data files come out for 3D printing. Yep tokens and people realize what games need people realize certain games they haven't using tokens with uh need tokens mm-hmm. i'm looking at you games workshop players <laughs> especially you the one who posted like i'd like to play legion but i just don't want to move tokens all over the place on a board like you probably should be with your army you're just not and making me remember everything you did <laughs> sorry anyways so yeah it's been a heck of a year uh Mostly also good, saw, some bad. Did see the new game, uh, and I know you don't play it, John, but um, the new card game, Keyforge, came out and is like yeah, going yeah. crazy. Yep. Uh, I said earlier, license to print money. Yep. Because there, I just recently saw it, and I, and I don't know, just because I, I, I don't understand it. I do, but I'm just like, there's no way I would do that. Uh-huh. You know, someone paid $1,800 for a deck of cards. So people got to win. And I'm just like, holy crap. That's yeah, Well, there's these pro circuits for, and I know it sounds weird, but for card games and yep. it, the mind oh. boggles, but, you know, that's the thing. Yep, it is. And, you know, if you got the money to spend on it, more power to you. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> I actually feel that Sealed is going to be the best uh, for, format for that. But, oh, uh, I mean, if there's enough people out there, they'll start a pro circuit. Oh, they, they will. There'll be a pro circuit. I guarantee it. It feels more even. It's like, oh, you know, well, all I can do is get good, and I just got to find the right deck, and then I can win. Like, uh, yeah, that's that's possible. But I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's funny that there's only been a handful of real, like, big sort of card games come out, and only one of them's been collectible because only the uh, champions ones are collectible, right? Because Keyforge isn't collectible at all. What about you the Transformers one? Yeah, I said big. They got big. Um, uh, my local Paul bought Transformers. He says good things about it, but it just hasn't hit big. Yeah, I don't think it will. It's not really being marketed. It's not being pushed. Honestly, like, say a lot I of things with FFG. I... Like, they don't know how to write a rule book worth of shit. But man, if they cannot put out a game and pimp the fuck out of it, yeah, they know how to market. Now, so we can just teach them how to write a good rule book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not easy. It, it takes a lot of people with spe- with specific skill sets to write a rule book. And it's not always to have always to have that kind of guy on your staff, but still, some of theirs are a bit egregious. But in any case, again, good year. Uh, I think overall, good year gaming wise. Lots of good stuff coming out. Uh, some bad, but it's going to happen in any year. Uh, I feel like the good outnumbered the bad so far. Uh, I mean, next year we have for War Machine and Hordes. We have the Infernals coming out, which I don't know if anybody's looked at any of the concept art and some of the models that they've previewed. Those are seriously cool. Uh, don't know what the rules are. We haven't heard that, but some of those models are. If you like demon or demon type stuff, that's your huh. that's your go to. It's got some really cool models. I'm digging it. Um, looking forward to the new Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, lots of good stuff. And then, I mean, looking forward to next edition of Malifaux. Probably hit for Adepticon ish. That's where they tend to aim, anyways. Because uh, if I'm going to debut a game, I'm going to aim for Adepticon. Yeah. It's- it's just smart. 
That seems to be the way for tabletop games. You get yep. you get all the hype. Yep. People go to Depticon and they want to be hyped. Well, I know when we went, when uh, I went and Legion was there, people were waiting in line to demo the game. So, I mean, that's what you want. You want people standing in line waiting to try the game out. Mm-hmm. That's always a good feeling. Yeah. So, I thought it was really cool. But... So, there you go. Overall, a really good year. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. What time is I mean, it, John? Uh, considering you have 7,000 things to talk about, probably time to start the media section. Okay, give me one <laughs> second. Let me get this last bit of stuff on here. Because i got one more model to get this last bit of wash on. Uno mas! Uno mas! I'm just going to keep painting. I've, I've graduated from rust to skin. Yeah! I'm just trying to get this last bit of... Well, interesting, Kathy, how you're not necessarily painting inside out. I'm not painting inside out. Like they recommend? Paint skin. the deepest parts and all first, then out to the stuff on top? Oh, God, no. No, I kind of paint the opposite. I mean, you're an expert. I, you know what I've learned, though, and it's taken me a long time to learn this, is that anytime I do highlights over something I've already painted, you get that chalkiness. Yep. You know? So I decided I'm going to paint my highlights first. Then I'm going to glaze down from that my uh, midtones and my shading. Because my midtones and my shading, I never have that problem with because they don't have any uh, white or they don't have as much white in the pigment. And it's the white that causes that chalkiness. So, yeah, highlights first. And then, you know, sometimes I don't follow that that lesson that I learned, you know. And sometimes it works out and sometimes I regret it. But, yeah, so for the most part I paint inside out now. Or outside in. Anyways, I highlight and then I glaze midtones and then I, and then I shade. Or I do midtones and then I highlight and then I shade. And then I do more mid-tones. All right. So I have technically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to go. Since we missed last week's. So Why is it upset? Eight is enough. Eight is enough. So I'll, I'll go with my first one. You go okay. ahead. Someone else on uh, Facebook mentioned to me that uh, a gorse is a thorny ground cover native to Scottish and Welsh Highlands. That's well, nasty. There you go. They're still geese. Or venom geese. Go ahead, Gonzo. That's what John calls them. Don't tell him he's wrong. <laughs> uh, I did watch Pacific Rim Uprising, uh, okay. which is the newest uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, the same ish. Um, and it wasn't bad. Um, that's, that's a fair it assessment. Wasn't the greatest, of course, but that's if you're cool. expecting that, you shouldn't be watching that anyway. Um, it was a good little action flick. Um, some of the stuff is, you know. You're like, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, special effects are really good. Mm -hmm. um, and it was on HBO, so spoilers, I don't care. Um, yeah. But the hybrid mecha alien creatures were cool as shit looking. Yeah. Um, I got a very uh, Evangelion feel from the, the show. Mm -hmm. um, there was a little bit of corny spots in it uh, and yeah. stuff, but overall it was a pretty decent movie. I feel like um, it should have been a Netflix two series. Two and a half would be really pushing to go for three space herpes on it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you just want to watch giant robots beat the crap out of each other in a very mediocre plot, that's your show for you. Because it was, it was good and fun. I didn't have any big issues with it at all. No. Um, so, I'm happy with it. But to be fair, last week or two weeks ago before we watched it, he did see Atlantic Rim. So, Anybody it was only else? going up from there. Ha! <laughs> 
Hold on. You might as well go for two, Gonzo. I only have two, and Kathy has probably one or zero. Okay, sorry. My volume was turned down. I was like, who is there? Who is there? Um, okay, so let's go ahead and go with the next one. Uh, Kathy, I did watch uh, uh, Molly Probably. yeah, on uh, the Netflix show. Thought it was, I was waiting for it. I was like, yes, this is cool because I, I love the story. Um, there is no singing and dancing, just so everybody knows. Um, it is more serious. Um, but my biggest issue, bes- I'm not going to talk about the story yet, is the way it was filmed. It is way too dark. There is two. You mean like just the lighting? Yes, the lighting, not story. Um, I don't mind a dark story. It is way. It is filmed way too dark that you can barely see things that are going on. I'm just like, this is way too dark, guys. I mean, I'm like, what's happening? Um, it was just filmed very dark on a lot of different things. There is way too much going on for it to be as dark as possible. Um, story-wise, eh, it was okay. Um, action-wise, it was cool. Um, the animals looked good. Uh, they didn't look really horrible. Um, I'm not sure if, like, some of the creatures were added in from the original story to be comic relief, but there was that. Um, it was okay. I would say probably like a two and a half to three, uh, space herpes, but... I I put lean a little bit more towards towards three because it was so hard to watch because some of the best scenes were so dark you couldn't see what was going on um, and I was like oh come on guys we could have had you know this could have been really cool you know nice and bright and everything but Are you sure you're doing Mowgli not solo yeah this was re- <laughs> this was really really filmed really really dark yeah uh, I mean it was problem there uh, film directors. Don't do that shit. Yeah, it was really hard to see, and I was really upset with it because I like the story, I, I, I like all the character stuff and everything, but it was really way too dark in some stuff that you couldn't, you could barely see what was going on. So overall, it wasn't bad. Um, I could have watched something else and been happier, <laughs> type thing. So. Do you want to go for a third, then I'll do one, then you can do some more, then I'll do one, then you can finish it out? <laughs> okay, I guess. Um, I watched uh, the new Tomb Raider also. Okay. Um, which is the new kind of reboot, uh, if you want to say, reboot, yeah. or reimagining or whatever you want to call it. Um, and you see a more realistic uh, Laura Croft. Um, she's not making these 80 million jump backflips, flinging through the air, shooting guns, blowing things up type person what's the fun of that yeah i know um it was a little bit more realistic uh, it's a lot like the newer game too though to be honest yes it is uh so it, it you can tell where it was leaning on to it because i played the newer game and i was playing this and i was watching this and i was like oh yeah this is okay yeah i get it more realistic version um using bows more than guns um has some pretty decent scenes in it um some really cool characters uh, most so important like, question is how cool was walton goggins which one's who's that guy again? He was the bad guy. Oh, I love him. I, I can I can never remember his name. Uh, he he he's one of my favorite actors from like Sons of Anarchy and all that stuff and everything. Justified. Uh, justified and, everything. I I love him. He plays such a great character and everything uh, he does. He's a great character actor. I love to see it when he gets in the movie. Yeah, when he's there, I know we're gonna have some pretty crazy character. Uh, he was really good. Uh, the girl that played Laura Croft, she was good. Um. 
It was interesting. They did play the twist on, you know, whether this was a magical thing they were going after or, you know, a fable. Um, and, of course, they played off of some fable of uh, someone in real life, which I thought was kind of cool because I actually went back and looked. After it was over, I was like, ooh, what's the real story of this character in the real world? And it was neat to see that uh, and look it up and do all that type of things. Um, was it better or worse than the first uh, Tomb Raider? You know what? I don't think you can compare the two because that was a different time. <laughs> That's not fair. Uh, yeah, so you can compare them. How many Casablancas do you give this movie? Uh, I give it zero Casablancas because it's just, it's not. It's just a. It was just meh. Um, I, one thing that did annoy me is that they're sailing on this boat to get to this island that everybody dies when before they get there, or their ships always wreck before they get there. If you know that happens, why do you always arrive at night? Ah. Every you show. A extra time and show up in the day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why do they just wait until the daytime? They're just kind of. It's one of those movie things that kind of get on my nerves. I'm like, why didn't they just wait? This is an island they're going to that every time someone goes there, the ship crashes, everybody dies, blah, 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 story wise. Why didn't they just wait until the daytime to go? No, they got to wait in the middle of the night, and so everything's all spooky and. You know, destroy ships and, you know, everybody almost dies. I'm like, that's kind of a movie thing. Just get away from that. This stupid trope. Yeah, just get away from that. It, it was just kind of, it, I even I even made that note to myself. Island, night, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I just thought it was stupid. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was okay. It was a good little action flick. I, it, it kept me entertained. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. So, Black says two and a half, three. Pretty much where everything's been going lately. Fair enough. Uh, so my uh, first movie is uh, an older movie that was actually uh, recommended by uh, Brett Painter. Uh, that's that whole uh, thing going around where it's ten movies, only one poster, from, one picture from it. Yeah. Ten movies that uh, really you know meant something to you or inspired you or really touched you. And one of the ones you choose was Bunraku, B-U-N-R-A-K-U, from 2010. With Josh Hartnett, uh, Woody Harrelson, Ron Perlman, and Demi Moore, amazingly, that I didn't notice. Um, God, how do I explain this movie? It's got a very unique visual style to it. The whole basic idea is that it's post-apocalyptic, you know, how man always, you know, causes his own doom and all that. Uh And how they've banned guns because they've had basically World War III. And now there's no guns allowed. And... At one point, Woody Harrelson, who's sort of a mentor type to these these guys, um, Ron Perlman's the bad guy, by the way, oh, and explains the characters as a cowboy in a world with no guns and a samurai without a sword. <laughs> and that's absolutely true. Uh, they're both after uh, either uh, Ron Perlman's character, who plays Nikolai, who's the biggest, uh, baddest crime boss in the in the uh, east of the Atlantic, as they say. Or west of the Atlantic, I forget. West of the Atlantic. He's the biggest, baddest bad guy. And uh, one is looking for a necklace for his father, because his father's on his deathbed and asked him to retrieve it. And the other one uh, is, you don't really know till the end, but he's looking for vengeance. I mean, let's be honest. There's only one reason you do that, for vengeance. Uh, and it's an interesting little, little, uh, little movie. It's a lot more style over substance, but it's a hell of a style. Uh, it's got some amusing fight scenes since, again, no guns, so it's all, you know... In Jinkata. fact, only once does anyone actually 
fire a bow or anything, and that's the samurai guy towards the end. Um, it's uh, it's very enjoyable. Uh, it's not available for free anywhere. I actually had to purchase it, but it was well worth the purchase. Um, yeah, it's interesting dialogue, interesting story. Not a lot of story, but what's there is interesting, and a very cool visual style. Uh, I give it the, I give it two space herpes. Um, it's not great, but it's very interesting. But it's one that I could definitely see someone watching and saying, that's not my thing. And I would not hold it against you. But to be honest, I really like Josh Hartnett and anything he's in. And uh, it's too bad he's not in more. But apparently he's one of those actors who just really picky about what he goes in. So there you go. Uh, what is your next one there, Gonzo? Or your next three? <clears throat> um, one, two, three, four more? Um, against my better judgment, I did it anyway. Um, I watched the Netflix Full Metal Alchemist version, the live action. I've heard bad things about that. Um, there's good and bad. Um, of course it's Netflix, but it's not really Netflix. They just brought it over, um, because it was done overseas. Um, and the coolest part about the whole thing is they use the original voice actors from the anime in the movie. So, because, of course, I can't watch subtitled. I just get too distracted. I can't do that. And so we had nothing but uh, the original voice actors from the TV show, which I thought was really cool. Um, I'm like, yeah, I recognize them. They sound right. Everybody sounds correct, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and so I'm watching it, and I'm like, mm, these special effects are pretty crappy. Uh, these are pretty bad special effects. You know, and, and as we know, it's about, you know, full alchemy and they get to move stones by, you know, raising their hands and all this other stuff. And I'm like, this is really, really bad. This is not good. Ed looks so fake. Um, uh, you're just sitting there like the hair. Some of their costumes were just, it's like a high school prop made them type thing. <laughs> And you're just like, especially Elric's uh, hair is just like, mm, no, that, mm, no. Bad, bad wig. Um, Prop-wise, bad. Story-wise, it, it, it's pretty much one of the full, it takes a lot of the series and just condenses it down into a two-hour special. Um, which doesn't really do it justice because there's a lot of cool story and a lot of cool things. Um it it didn't have me entranced. The characters were not likable. They were all bland. They That's were the worst, all... isn't it? When you can't like any of the characters? Yeah, oh, yeah I mean... You don't care if they live or they die. Yeah. <laughs> Mustang... Oh, I don't care. Mustang yeah. was supposed to be, you know, the character Mustang, he's one of my favorite of there just because he's a cocky little bastard. And they didn't put any of that into his character. He just walked in and said, hey, I snapped my fingers, I kept something on fire. I'm cool. And I'm like, but I understand no. it's a two hours compared to, you know, a series. So I can understand. But it was like, there was nothing really put into the characters. Um, even the classic jokes, you know, about Ed being short and so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, mistaken people, identities and stuff. It just didn't do well. Uh, it was very stiff acting, too. Uh, and I was kind of disappointed because I was like, you could have done some really cool stuff with that. Even, you know, even like I said, special effects were bad. I mean, real bad. Um, so I'm pushing like three and a half with this. Uh, 
don't don't touch it. Just stay away from it. If you're a Full Metal Alchemist fan, just like block it if you can, or you just it doesn't exist in your mind. That sounds thing. like worse than three and a half. That sounds solid yeah. four. Yeah, I'd yeah. say yeah. It, it's getting close to four. It's block it from your mind. Oh yeah. yeah. Just yeah, just you don't need do to drink it. Drink to forget. Yeah. Just just don't go with it. Don't don't touch it because you would rather deal with the anime. Just go watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and enjoy it for what it is, and do the movies, and you'll be perfectly happy. Skip it. <laughs> so, skip it indeed. Skip it. Uh, do I need to go for another one? Sure. Okay. Um, I watched uh, Rampage today. Okay. Uh, the Rock with based off of loosely based off the video game. Very loosely. Uh, very loosely. They could have changed that name and people wouldn't have groaned as much. You know that. Um, yeah, but they did get some of the the, the parts in there. It, it, you know. It did. They they made as good a movie off the premise of the game Rampage as someone could. <laughs> yeah. Um. The Rock's character, he's a lovable character. Uh, nice and fun, always, you know, a loving type guy. Uh, very good. Love love The Rock in this. Uh, very funny. Um, the guy's, he's one of those char- actors that you're just like, he's a cool dude. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. the The main gorilla, uh, George. George. Um, <laughs> the special effects was really cool on him. Yeah. Um, they played some good... Good jokes at the beginning, and you knew that what was going to happen at the end. Um, you knew how things were going to go, but I mean, it was it was pretty solid. I was able to um, watch it without you. Know, I wasn't bored. There was a lot of decent scenes in it, a lot of cool special effects, um, a lot of cool people. Did you uh, enjoy Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the uh, the Fed? Yes, uh, he's one of my favorite actors too. I just like him. <laughs> He leaned all the way into it. It was great. Yeah. He's such an asshole. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the characters were solid. I liked the characters. Uh, the Rock was fun. Uh, Jeffrey Dean was fun. Everybody was good. Based uh, on the premise, it was all very believable based off the premise they gave you. Yeah. Um, everything happened for a reason. Um, special effects were really good. Yeah, uh, I think they went a little overboard on the alligator with all the weird spiky things going all around. It was like just a little too much, um, but it's a minor thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the wolf, cool. Yeah. Um, the bad guys, eh? Completely kind of, over the top. Yeah, very, very over the top in, the, in their acting and in their. There were like '80s or '90 corporate scumbag over the top. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, eh, you, you kind of just didn't care for him too much and, and you just didn't care for the whole thing about him. But I mean, overall, eh, um, it was good. Um, I'm pushing like a two and a half, maybe two, two and a half because it was entertaining. I think that's what I gave it when I had it. it it's, yeah. it's solid. It's, yeah. A, it's... Much better than I thought it was going to be because I mean, you're basing a movie off of a video game. Where you play a monster destroying buildings. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> that's like basing a movie off a board game where all you're doing is sinking someone's battleship. Yeah. I mean, how can you, you know, do much? But, I mean, what they did was really good. Um, the characters were nice. Characters were fun. Um, it was interesting. I, I mean, it's free on HBO right now, so if you have HBO, go watch it. 
have a good time with it. There's some good one lines. There's some good comic stuff in it. Uh, George provides most of it. So, I mean, yes, you, you just got to watch it to see it or it ruins uh, it. So the good one where the, the, the hero and the female protagonist have obvious sparks, but doesn't actually not like love at first sight bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, it did good. I enjoyed it. Mine in action movies. So. All right. Uh, so I guess I'll talk about one. Uh, Unlike yours, where it was better than expected, this movie was exactly what I expected from it. <laughs> uh, and that is The Hurricane Heist. Uh, I had wanted to catch this in a cheap theater when it came out, but uh, apparently I missed it. And now it's on Netflix for free, so I figured, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. I'm certain the elevator pitch went something like this, like, all right, you know how everyone loved Twister, good disaster movie, the winds, and all that cool stuff you can do with that? Well, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Let's add that to a heist movie, something like hard rain and they're like yeah let's make that shit here's your money and i know you're saying like what's hard rain i've reviewed hard rain it is it's a thing that happened and this (laughs) movie is basically twister with hard rain added together you just pushed them both together took out a couple bits and like boom here's our movie like literally (laughs) Uh, the whole premise is there's a federal uh facility where they shred old money and the uh they're delivering money to it, and there's a hurricane coming. A big hurricane. Now, the weather service says it's only going to be, like, Category 2, but one of the protagonists, Will, he's like, no, man, I'm telling you, this is going to be, like, bigger than any other hurricane ever. Because my daddy was killed by a hurricane in 1992, and I saw it, and I know hurricanes. <laughs> to be fair, he is actually a scientist. He's a meteorologist, and he's driving around in... You know those tornado chaser vehicles? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, apparently he's doing the hurricane version of that. <laughs> I don't know. But it doesn't really break your suspension of disbelief because this hurricane functions like a fucking tornado, too. <laughs> like, Lily, I don't know if, if the writer of this movie or the director, Rob Cohen, the director of such wonderful things like Triple X and Fast and the Furious and uh, Van Helsing and fucking stealth understand how hurricanes work but apparently they work just like tornadoes it's just huger than a tornado and it's got rain lots of rain too less than lots of rain so the whole idea is you know obviously there's a heist going on they're going to steal all the money that's there because some hackers have shut down their shredder of course they have because you can hack a shredder i'm pretty sure you can't hack a shredder but anyways um and this whole double cross thing i'm not going to spoil it because it is reasonably new to netflix um, and Maggie Grace plays a federal officer who's in charge of this, and, you know, it's all her responsibility. Uh, so she, the hurricanes come in, their backup generator has failed, and their power's flickering. So she drives to go get the mechanic who fixes it, who's a local guy, who is the brother of this other meteorologist character. And then it all starts from there. That's how they all get involved, and the guy's trying to steal the money, go after them, because they need her for the code to get the money. Um, it is literally exactly what you expect from that kind of movie. If you've seen both Twister and Hard Rain, you'll know that it is exactly what those two are to come better together. If that sounds like your jam, it'll be your jam. If not, eh, I hope you like mediocre heist movies, because it's a <laughs> mediocre heist movie. Um, it was enjoyable, like I said. I knew what I was going into it. It was exactly what I expected. Uh, I, I give it a solid two and a half space herpes. It's, it's, a, it's a stock standard action movie. Uh, probably should have done better at the theater than it did, but, you know, you don't expect... If it went director video, you would not be surprised. You'd be like, oh, director video, that makes sense. <laughs> but enjoyable. Give it a shot. Uh, another one where 
while there are some sparks between the protagonist, the male protagonist and the female protagonist. By the way, Maggie Grace is the competent one. She's the one who can kick people's asses. To point where he's like, I'll go do this dangerous thing. You cover me with your gun because I'm no good with that. And he never picks up a gun and becomes hyper-competent like they love to do in action movies. So hats off to that. And when his brother is good with guns, it's okay because he used to be a Marine and he can be okay with guns. So a little realism there. But it's a hoot. If that sounds like your jam, give it a shot. It's, it's something worth watching. Don't expect it to be a lot and maybe get a little drink to go with it. Well, Gonzo, you got two more? One more? Three more. It keeps changing numbers. Go go to town. <laughs> um, I started, so this is going to be a short one, um, and of course, someone told me not to, but of course, I'm a glutton for punishment, uh, the Bleach version on Netflix. Um, and I think it was Banyan that told me not to do that, because I'm a Bleach fan. I like Bleach. I think it was a cool so series. He's a huge Bleach fan. Yeah. And I never got to watch the entire series of Bleach because it's like 700 episodes. Um, so I had to get that. You know, I just couldn't do it. And so I started off with it. I haven't got to finish watching. And I'm going to torture myself and get through it. Um, but they did the right thing by also using the same voice actors as the anime. Uh, but I feel it's just going to be like the Full Metal Alchemist. It's not going to be good either. <laughs> eject, Gonzo, eject. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen, is it's going to be the same exact thing. Um, I have a quick uh, editorial. Life's too short, and there's too much media to watch really, really shitty media after yeah. a point. Like, if I start a movie, I will watch the entire movie for you guys, because you guys need to know. But a TV series, I'm going to give an episode or two. If it ain't good, I'm out. Yeah. Well, this is, this is just a movie, so I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, I haven't finished it out. I got super tired, so I had to stop. Uh, to stop in the middle is generally the warning sign. Yeah. Um, but I have a feeling it's going to be exactly the same as uh, the Full Metal Alchemist and just be as poor as it. So um, I'm probably going to just... I'll probably finish it when I'm on board or I need to put some models together and I just need some background noise <laughs> type thing. Um, so, yeah. Um, so the other thing I watched, uh, the new adventures of Sabrina, their holiday episode came out, which uh -huh. I think is cool. Um, I like when Netflix does holiday episodes because it gives me a break between, you know, a season ending and you know, this, um, I really like the show. Um, it's really good. I like the characters. Uh, this episode was really neat. What I thought was hilarious about all of this above everything else was they kind of did a little poke to a lot of people going, that's not a Christmas tree, that's a Yule tree. You know, you know, they started poking, you know, people poking about everybody using, you know, you know, Christmas trees, what it, you know, the real meaning or what the real Christmas tree is like or what the real, you know, story behind it, uh, Yule logs, um, uh, everything, you know, holly and wreaths and all that, you know, they were bringing the pagan side of this holiday season of what it was originally. And I thought that was interesting uh, because, you know, some people are like, no, 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 it's all Christmas. I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, so there's some cool educational stuff on it. Um, they do, the story was a continuation part of the original series. Uh, so you didn't feel like this was like a standalone episode, uh, even though it is considered because it's a holiday special, but it still breaches, it's going to be breaching the gap of part one and part two. 
What I think is interesting is they're doing, they're not calling them seasons, they're calling them parts. So to me, it seems like there's going to be an end in sight. Um, when, we don't know, because we don't know how many parts they're going to make. But I just find that interesting that they're calling them parts and not seasons. It's easier to make a complete story and call it a part. That, yeah. you know, even though most of the time people do complete season arcs, but it feels it probably gives them an ending point if they end it. Like, we ended every part. Yeah. And that way, if you don't get another part, you still feel complete. Yeah. Um, so, I watched it, enjoyed it. I love all the characters. Everything's fun. Um, good uh, good humor. Um, good story. Good, cool little uh, pagan stuff. Uh, some really cool um, myths. Because I looked up some of the things. Oh, is that a real thing? Yeah, that's a real thing. Cool. That's <laughs> kind of neat. You know, based off some other things. I thought it was really neat. Um I really like this show. Um, it hits a lot of cool things. Does a lot of cool. Uh, the characters are really fun. Everything just fits just right. They know how to make a good show. Um, I, I'm still giving it zero to one. Space Herpes one because it's probably not somebody's cup of tea. Zero because it's just a good series. So you think it's zero, but you can understand people not necessarily getting it. Correct. I I can. Um, <laughs> And and I I highly recommend it if you've got some good time, you know just watch it. You think at first you might be going oh this is a little CW because you know it's based no holy damn did they just do that yeah they did, um so I highly recommend it. Uh, holiday episode really good, don't have a problem with it. Um let's see, uh, my last one is I watched uh, Outlaw King, which is also a Netflix show Netflix movie. Uh, about two hours. Isn't that uh, Captain Chris, Kirk? Yes, Chris Pine is in it. Uh, you actually, um, if you want to see Chris Pine's Willie, you get to see his Willie in it if you'd like to. Um, spoiler. Is William Shatner? <laughs> um, I hope he doesn't call William Shatner because that would be fucking odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point to anyone. If you call your thing William Shatner, seek medical help. <laughs> um. And so I was kind of curious about the story about it, what it will, what it really is. It's about Robert the Bruce, and it's kind of like what happened after Braveheart, uh, and a little bit more in depth, which I thought was cool because I like that time period. I'm, I really love that history of that. Uh, Robert the Bruce is an interesting historical person. Yes, um, and so the he had a bad rap in Braveheart. He it, well, I mean, because I like I said, I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, what's the real true story behind all this? And so I went and researched and looked up and you know got all this different information about it, um, and educated myself per se. Uh, Chris Pine does a great job. Uh, all the characters are really good. Um, there, you, there's always those <laughs> and two dribbles. <laughs> Not funny, Crimson. Not funny at all. Um, Actually, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, there's always these characters that are always, when they're Scotsmen to be played, they're always in the movies. Uh, and so that's in this one. Um, they're in this one, too, so it's kind of funny. Um, character's really good. Um, scenery's really good. Uh, set out in the open, not on sets for a lot of the thing, which is even better, in my opinion. Um uh, Everything was really good with it. The fight scenes were really, really good. Um, very Braveheart type thing. Um, I'm not sure how much of that was real back then or how much was Hollywoodized, but it was really good combat. Um, 
paid attention through the whole thing, didn't flip out, didn't, you know, didn't space out, didn't pick up my phone type thing. Um, it was very good, very solid. Um, like I said, it's kind of like what happens after Braveheart, and they actually kind of do it uh, when you watch the show. It comes up to a part, uh, they do some talking, do some talking, building the story, and then they talk about uh, a part where they kill um, William Wallace, and that's part of the story. And so it's not directly after Braveheart, but there is a part where William Wallace is dead, and then they continue on with it. Um, so, I mean, it was really neat. Uh, it got me to read up more about his character, about who he was, and why you know he's called the Outlaw King, and why he's got the bad rap, and all that other stuff. And it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's good to hear it was good, because it had trouble production, and I'm always interested to see movies with a troubled production, if they actually end up being good or not. Yeah, it was it was well worth it. Um, I, if you like that time period, you like mass combat, you like the characters in that time frame, uh, like people about that, uh, want to learn more about some history, go for it. I highly recommend it. It's two hours, uh, well worth it. Um, one, maybe pushing it type thing, but, you know, I highly recommend it. It was a good fun time. I'd watch it again if I had to. So, other than that. That was mine. I think it was like, what, nine? And we went over by two minutes. Damn it, John, it's usually you that does that. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. You took up everything for me because I was, I was out doing stuff and all the times I wanted to actually watch things, I was thwarted. I blamed the hair salon. I totally blamed the hair salon. I'm totally getting them an angry letter. Uh, automatically. Um, but guys, like I said, um, we will not be on the air next week, of course, because it is the holiday times and yep. everybody's going to be out. We'll uh, be celebrating and eating ourselves sick. Most likely. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, we really appreciate y'all. Uh, everybody be safe this holiday season. Everybody get back safe. Everybody drive safe. Don't do anything stupid, please. We want y'all back here again. Um, so for more than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. <laughs> Guys, be safe. Take care of yourself. Happy New Year. I'm John. Wait, I can say that, right? Are we yeah. wait, we're doing another one before the New Year oh, or oh. after the New Year? Before the Merry New Year. Christmas. Oh, that, yeah. Yes. Happy say holidays. That. Yep. Whatever you're having, make it happy. Happy Solstice. Ooh, that's my anniversary. That's in five days. See, that's another thing they talked about on that show was the Solstice. They pushed that a lot in there, which I thought was really cool. On Sabrina, but yeah, that's just. Well, I mean, Yule was kind of uh, the, the solstice. Yeah. I mean, that's when it was. <laughs>